Hello, my name is Antoine Dinswan and I'm one of the co-chief editor of the ARJ. And this month, uh, we have the pleasure to introduce to you uh, Professor Mark Hamber, who is one of our associate editors in charge of uh, papers dealing with uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension. And Mark is uh, now going to uh, discuss and uh, comment on a very interesting paper published by uh, Dr. Paul Blanc and his colleague. And uh, this paper is going to uh, teach us how to better assess the uh, quality of life in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension. So, Mark. Hello, Tuan. Uh, I am Marc Imbert. I am a professor of respiratory medicine at the National Referral Center of Pulmonary Hypertension at the Hôpital Antoine Beclair in South Paris uh, University. This hospital is part of the Paris Hospitals, and I am also uh, the editor of uh, the uh, European Respiratory Review, and I'm delighted to work with Tuan as an associate editor of the ERJ. Uh, today, um, we have uh, several uh, very interesting papers on pulmonary hypertension in the European Respiratory Journal, and I must say that it is a tradition for this journal to publish outstanding papers in that field. And I would like to start by saying that uh, uh, pulmonary hypertension has a very robust definition. It is defined by a persistent elevation of mean pulmonary artery pressure above 25 millimeter of mercury. And this has been very well uh, stated in recent guidelines published in the European Respiratory Journal about two years ago. When you deal with pre-capillary hypertension, you need to measure a pulmonary capillary wedge pressure less than 15 millimeter of mercury. And we have three major subtypes of pre-capillary hypertension. One is pulmonary arterial hypertension. The second one is pulmonary hypertension due to chronic lung disease and or hypoxemia hypoxia, and the third one is chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension. Of course, pH is a severe uh, condition leading to right heart failure, disability, and ultimately, ultimately death. Despite major improvements in the management of the disease, pulmonary arterial hypertension remains a very uh, severe disease with a quite common fatal outcome. When therapies are studied in pH, classic endpoints include exercise capacity measured by 6 meter walk distance, for instance, pulmonary hemodynamics measured by right heart catheterization, measurement of circulating biomarkers such as BNP, and composite endpoints such as time to clinical worsening. Nevertheless, patient-related outcomes are obviously major and quality of life questionnaire have been studied recently in PH. And the uh, quality of the paper by Chen and Blanc and colleagues is that they have studied in great detail several uh, quality of life questionnaire in patients uh, displaying pulmonary arterial hypertension. Well, these colleagues from the University of California at San Francisco have compared cardiac and pulmonary-specific quality-of-life measures in pulmonary arterial hypertension. Interestingly, they have showed that in 128 patients with right heart catheterization confirmed pH, they have showed that both cardiac-specific and respiratory measure 
appropriate, appropriately uh, measure uh, quality of life in patients with pH. But not surprisingly, in a condition characterized by heart failure, it has been shown by these authors that the cardiac-specific quality of life questionnaire demonstrated stronger performance character, uh, characteristics than the pulmonary-specific questionnaire. There is a nice editorial by Dr. Conliffe from the University of Sheffield uh, with this paper, and I would share uh, Dr. Conliffe's comment that this article is important for the field because we need strong and robust patient-related outcomes in pulmonary hypertension. However, we have now generic uh, quality-of-life questionnaire like SF36, and we have non-specific cardiac and respiratory quality of life questionnaire. And Dr. Dr. Conliffe uh, emphasizes the fact that now we have uh, pulmonary hypertension-specific tools, and one of them is the CAMFOR, which has been developed in Cambridge by several colleagues. And it will be very interesting in the future to measure whether CAMFOR is stronger than cardiac or respiratory questionnaire in patients with pH. Last but not least, we know that some patients have comorbidities together with pH. For instance, you have several patients with scleroderma and severe primary hypertension. And it will be very important also to measure whether these quality of life questionnaires are uh, impacted by the comorbidities and whether uh, scleroderma per se or other conditions may modify the results of these uh, questionnaire. So altogether, I think this is a, a very exciting paper published by a good team working on a large number of patients, and uh, it really shows the way uh, to develop new patient-related outcomes and new tools in the field of uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension. Well, thank you very much, Mark. I, 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 I understand that uh, thanks to uh, the uh, recent progresses made in, in pharmacology, in clinical pharmacology, we now have uh, several uh, drugs that can help the, the patients to improve their quality of life, if not their, uh, um, their, uh, their survival. But um, the use of medication is not without risk, and uh, that is why you have written quite a uh, challenging uh, editorial this month. So would you like to, to comment on, 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 on this editorial and share with us your thoughts? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was really uh, happy to, to be uh, uh, able to write this uh, editorial, which, uh, which title is a, is a quite uh, appealing title, Whistleblowers. You know, uh, whistleblowers come from uh, uh, the action of a referee or uh, a policeman whistling, uh, whistling the, uh, blowing the whistle, sorry, uh, to um, stop an illegal or uh, fraudulent action. So uh, this um, uh, editorial was uh, a bit uh, uh, designed to, to discuss recent uh, episodes in the field of uh, pulmonary hypertension. Uh, indeed, uh, the field has been characterized by uh, several outbreaks of uh, PAH induced by several drugs, including appetite suppressants such as Fenfuramine, dexfenfuramine, and benfluorex, 
but also uh, aminorex in the past. Uh, these cases have been regularly published in the European Respiratory Journal, and uh, I thought that uh, it was timely to uh, emphasize uh, the quality of these articles and uh, the fact that uh, the colleagues and uh, the um, uh, researchers who published this, uh, these articles were uh, really doing the right job in uh, informing the community that some drugs may induce uh, severe and uh, a fatal uh, pulmonary vascular complication. So in this editorial, I cite uh, several papers from the very early papers by Gertner, uh, published uh, in uh, in the former European Respiratory uh, Journal, to uh, very recent papers such as the review uh, by Susa and colleagues in 2008 on 109 uh, patients displaying pulmonary artery hypertension after exposure to fenfluramine derivatives. I also quote uh, a paper by Boutet and Frachon, uh, who was, which was the first paper uh, indicating that benfluorex could trigger not only pulmonary hypertension, but also cardiac uh, valve disease. And this has led to the recent ban of this drug in France and to a quite significant scandal uh, in our country. Uh, but the, the story is not over. Uh, and in the editorial, we we discussed with uh, Gérald Simonou and with Antoine Dingzuan that novel agents should be regularly investigated. And recently, in the July issue of uh, uh, the European Respiratory Journal, uh, a very nice case report by uh, Dumitrescu and Rosenkrantz from Cologne University uh, clearly shows that uh, a tyrosine kinase inhibitor, namely dazatinib, uh, is... Uh, able to induce pulmonary hypertension, uh, which can be interestingly, uh, at least in part, reversible after uh, interrupting the drug exposure. So uh, I thought that it was uh, interesting to emphasize this case report and to say that currently, uh, in a country like France, there is a warning uh, signal sent by the French uh, Drug Administration uh, indicating that uh, this agent might induce pulmonary hypertension and that patients exposed to dazatinib should be uh, regularly investigated to see whether they develop this uh, complication. And if so, the drug should be interrupted and the case declared to uh, the authorities. We also discussed the fact that uh, Pulmonary hypertension drugs themselves can have side effects. And we know, for instance, that the endothelin receptor antagonist may uh, provoke an elevation in liver transaminase, and in some instances it can be uh, severe. In 2007, uh, the European Respiratory Journal published the very first uh, European post-marketing monitoring surveillance of uh, liver transaminase elevation uh, on Bosantan, and this was a quite important paper uh, which has been regularly cited in the literature. This paper indicated that uh, liver transaminase can be elevated in about 10% of patients exposed to uh, bosentan, but that these elevations could be managed appropriately with either treatment interruption or dose reduction. More interestingly, 
In the European Respiratory Journal, again, uh, several case reports of idiosyncratic, severe, sometimes fatal uh, side effects of sitaxantin, uh, uh, another endothelin receptor antagonist, have been published. And it is really interesting to see that derived from these cases, the drug sitaxantin has been removed from the world market last December. And I was quite happy and proud to see that uh, these cases were all published in the European Respiratory Journal. And quite interestingly, too, there was an update of the guidelines published in the ERJ again, uh, indicating that Taxanton was no longer uh, approved in uh, primapertension. So uh, whistleblower means that uh, we have to indicate uh, when something is wrong, uh, we should do it uh, the right way, we should inform our authorities, we should inform our colleagues, but sometimes when things are too slow or uh, difficult, it is quite convenient to be able to publish our cases and our thinking in a, a great journal like uh, the European Respiratory Journal. So uh, to conclude from my side, I would say that uh, pulmonary hypertension is a very active field uh, in uh, pulmonary uh, medicine and basic research is also really uh, moving forward qu quickly. And it is a, a, a privilege and a chance to be able to publish uh, our data in the ERG. And I hope that many colleagues will now submit their original papers to, to the journal. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. So uh, this was the ERJ September podcast from Mark Amber and Antoine Dinswan.